date night, it's date night. Um, we both know the film we're going to watch. Yes, we do. Para, para, parasite. Oh, God. I've been singing that for a very long time now, and now I can finally you know, I think I started singing it, it when yes. it, this came out in February. February when? February 2020? Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. See, in my mind, it was last year. Because a lot of life has gone on since yes. then. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't it released early in other parts of the world and then it hit us last? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Am I thinking that through right? We were one of the last countries that it was released in. Mm. I went to see this on opening night on the Friday and it won all the Oscars on the Sunday. Ah, I remember now. That's yeah. it. Yes. And we were really pleased you'd been to see it because when we were watching the Oscars, I had to go la 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 and put my fingers in my ears and close my eyes. Every time something to do with Parasite came up, because I, st- and still to this day, I didn't know anything about it then, and still to this day, I know nothing about it now. I'm really chuffed with myself. So let's go through the plot before <laughs> we start. No, I'm really pleased. Like, how have I managed to avoid it? But apparently I have. I, I know that there's some kind of social commentary going on with it. That's as much as I've, I've got, but I don't know who the people are. I don't know what the plot line is. Um, I'm really excited, given that it won the Oscar for a foreign language film. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, the first film not in the English language yes. to win um, to win Best Picture. Yeah. And then it also won, I think, Best Film at the BAFTAs. It won Best Foreign Language Oscar, obviously. Mm. It'd be weird if something else won, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. This is the best film, but this but is the best this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very excited. And the director whose name... I will completely annihilate here, but is it Bong Joon-ho? Yes. Good. He just seemed so overwhelmed to be at the Oscars, first of all. Yeah. But also he talked very specifically about the directors that had had really given him strength through his life and the mm. films that he had seen. So he was like pointing out Martin Scorsese, for example. Yeah. And so I just felt a real sense of warmth towards him. Mm. So I'm interested to see what, what this film is film is all about. He is the guy behind the the train film, the one Snowpiercer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly said Train to Busan, but that's not right. No, that's no. not that's a different But film. yeah, Snowpiercer. So he's behind Snowpiercer, which I have seen. And I haven't. Yeah. So and again, a large piece of social commentary in Snowpiercer. So yeah. Well interesting. Mm. But yeah, I don't know anything about it. And I'm excited. Oh, I really want to spoil it for you now, just for the just to get your reaction no, on tape. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> right, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. Oh, 
저기 손 씻으셨어 그럼 우리 바로 진행하는 거야? 나 이제 사람을 못 믿잖아 그래도 사랑하시죠? Films that you really want to listen to a lot of spoiler specials on to try and pick up all the nuances and all the tiny little things that you you missed. Um, I can already I've linked a load of things together, but I've kind of forgotten half of them already. I got more of it from a second watch than mm. I thought I did. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine you would do. It's a long film, mind, and it does feel long. Yeah. Not that I was bored at any point, but I was. Thinking, how long have we got to go? How long have we got to go? Yeah. So, I don't think it's one that you could, both in the nature and the tone of the film, but also in the length. I don't think it's one that you can stick on every few weeks and go. Oh yeah, great repeat viewing. Mm. It's not a blockbuster film in that sense. Yeah, I'd agree. Which is interesting, isn't mm. it? Given it that it's won the Oscar for best picture. Yeah. Should we say now spoilers for Parasite? Absolutely. As yeah. per spoilers for the film, we're gonna chat about. Would you recommend it first of all? Oh, though? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is an app. I mean, this is like five star film, isn't it? Spoilers. Yeah, but come on, <laughs> it really is. I can totally see why it won the Oscar. I'm really once. I'm really happy that it's won the Oscar. I'm still surprised because I don't think this is the type of film that Oscar tends to go for. Mm. Oscar loves a biopic. Oscar loves a tale of woe. Um, I mean, we know the hideous tropes of Oscar-loving an able-bodied actor playing a disabled person, for yeah. example. Um, the same historical events over and over again. Mm. But this is something quite, quite different. I mean, Oscar lives in a garbage can and <laughs> <laughs> knocks about with Big Bird. And you know what I mean. He's a bit of a grouch. You know what I mean. The, the Oscar voters. Yes. I mean, the, the, there has been a lot of movement within the Oscars recently. So the uh, representation within the Academy, yeah, the Academy. Has, has moved quite significantly recently with a number of people that we know from Britain, a number of um, black and um, minority ethnic people have been involved on the... Are you looking at me weird? 
No, 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 no. Um, I think that's starting right. to go through. I think it's probably going to take a little while just to... There is still a lot of old white men on the panel. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought uh, you were looking at me as if I'd like said something really weird. But yeah, no. I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, But there is a movement. There is a movement. Whereas yes. previously we would not have seen... And younger people as well. Younger people mm. coming on board that have a, a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, I have no idea where to start with this. I have no idea. Can we... Actually, can we talk about the name, the name of the film Parasite? Yes. I don't want to go into, I don't want to do like a summary of the film. Because I think if you're listening to this, please, and you haven't seen this, please, please go and watch it. Please don't listen to this thinking, oh, I'll never watch it. And, you know, I'll just listen to them going along. Because this film needs to be seen. And if you are someone who is put off by subtitles... I think this is a. I think the the dialogue is mm. so punchy on this. I think this is a great place to start. Mm. You'll probably after five minutes, you probably won't even realise that you, you are. Never do. No. I find it really. I find it really difficult. There are people in my life who I know have said, "Oh, I'm never going to watch a subtitle film. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I haven't got the the um the sort of the what's the word when you haven't got a span the particular span." Anyway, they've not they've not got the patience. Yes. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Not got the patience to to sit there and concentrate on the subtitles. But actually, once like you say, once you get into it, you read the subtitles very very smoothly along with the rest of the film. And and the bit that I get a bit annoyed. I'm going to get on my high horse. I get a bit annoyed because there are people out there that need to use subtitles day to day. So with people with hearing loss, for example, who yeah. really, you know, that is what they do day on day. Mm. And the fact that people can come along, oh, I'm not going to do that because, you know, it, I get a little bit annoyed by that. And that's a real personal thing of mine. Give it, give it a go and see it, you know, but don't just write it off as something that, oh, well, that's not for me. Because it, it's part of some people's lives, you know. So, yeah, I know you're looking at me no, like... No, I understand, <laughs> I understand. I mean, I've started using subtitles a lot more since yes. we've had Blake in our lives. Absolutely. Because it means I can put something on and give Blake a toy and him do a rattle it and I can still I don't tend to do it with things that really matter to me but Mm. certainly I can put on something like The Walking Dead or American Horror Story and just have it on and follow it that way that's part part of some people's lives and I think it really smacks of privilege doesn't it go oh well I'm not going to put the subtitles on because some people that's their lived experience every single day and because this and maybe I'm thinking about it because this film talks so much about discrimination so I've probably got that in the back of my mind not necessarily discrimination from um, a disability perspective but looking at discrimination in terms of class so that's probably just resting away in my analysis it's so metaphorical (laughs) stop it um can we talk about the name parasite yes because that straight away I can pull that apart I can pull that into pieces when we first step into the film Mm. with this this lovely family who we know are a bunch of rogues but we get to like them they're so likeable aren't they and you can see that they're um, not a family that has a lot of money they're trying to make money through various means and not necessarily criminal means it's not that they're um, lovable rogues in terms of you know they're not going out and stealing they're not Mm. robbing people they're doing things like making pizza boxes just hundreds and hundreds of pizza boxes they're trying to find free wi-fi in their sub-basement 
flat. Yes. Um, so when they infiltrate the rich family's house, mm. you are led to believe that they are the titular parasite or parasites because they're, they are coming into this home under the guise of being various other people. And, you know, you could see it as infecting the home. Yeah, um, living off the home. Yes, yes, yeah, and taking them. There's a particular scene where they all get together and they're eating together, sort of making themselves really feel really good mm. after their plan comes together. And they they say to Mr. Park, who's the guy whose house there they've um, they've infiltrated, to Mr. Park because Mr. Park's money is now coming to us as a family. So Mr. Park's family money is coming to our family, yeah. and that's very much sort of feeding off that that family's money. But whilst working for it. Yeah. You know. And then, of course, when the big, big twist comes and I knew something was coming and I couldn't quite put my finger on what, I thought the driver might come back and mm. there might be some sort of something. Maybe he would work out what was going on or something like that. But when the big twist comes that actually the housekeeper has been keeping, the former housekeeper yeah. has been keeping her husband in the basement for four years because he had got in with some loan sharks um, and actually, you then everything gets twisted on its head, doesn't it? Because then they, who were the family who were seeing as perhaps the in the lowest part of the food chain, mm. ne- then becomes much higher than these two people who are hiding out in this house. Yeah, there is the moment where the twist comes. Mm. They are sat lounging out, having a laugh, and then drinking. The, yeah, drinking whiskey, yeah, eating food, uh, whilst the Park family are away. Yeah, and the doorbell rings and I still it's one of my favourite experiences in the cinema because it was a rammed out cinema it was opening Mm. night and everyone just gasped and the mood changed in the cinema there was a like a palpable change in the atmosphere because everyone just realised this film was about to go into its final act. Yes. And yeah. Uh, probably the thing that I miss about packed out cinemas and stuff. Um, and the- and it's so sinister, isn't it? Because the former housekeeper, you can see on the video screen when the um, the mum of mm. the, the family were following, when the mum's sort of looking at her as the new housekeeper and she's, and you can, this face is quite distorted. And yeah. when she comes into the house, the old housekeeper's all beaten up and her face is puffy and mm. her lips split. And that's never... It's never spoken about. It's we never find out what's happened there. And they do ask, don't they? They do say what's happened, and she says, "Oh, and something mm. like she sort of dismisses it, or or he says what's happened. The husband says what's happened." I took no. I took the fact her face was cut and uh-huh. puffy from the fall when the when the um, shells moved that she was trying to push. Her fi- no, it was she when she comes to the door. Her face is already like that. I'm when not she, convinced when that's she, the case. I am okay. because I remember her opening the door and thinking, "Oh, has she been in some kind of domestic violence incident?" Okay. That was my first thought. Was she's lost her job? Maybe she's gone home and mm. someone's beaten her up. You could see there's there's so much in her face. But anyway, um, yeah, that's the that's the crucial point, isn't it? So then, of course, you're thinking, well. He, the husband, who's been living in the basement, he is then the parasite because he's been living off the food. He's been coming up, you know, into the kitchen on a night time, eating the food and living within the house. Yeah. But then, of course, by the time you get to the end and you've got the huge amount of social commentary about different class systems in Korea, 
um, how this rich family um, may seem to be nice and, and pleasant, but actually they are parasitic. Yes. Um, especially when the Gim family, who we're following, their basement flat, their sub-basement is completely flooded. Yeah. They, you know, everything that they own has gone and they end up sleeping in a gym all night. And then, of course, the Park family the next day are having all their friends around and they're yeah. parking their Mercedes and, and and you you just see how parasitic they are. And yeah. they have no they have no clue that anything's happened to other people within their region. Well, they made the comment. Uh, well, the the wife makes the comment. Um, oh, it's such a beautiful day. We've got the rain to thank for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. It yeah. is. Um, As she sort of got her legs up. Yeah. Feet up, feet up, up on the yeah. on the on the back of the car. Mm. Um, while. Mr. Mr. Kim, as he's known within the family, the dad of the Kim family, um, he's driving her and he's had no sleep um, and he has no belongings yes. and no, no home. Mm. Um, so I really like the fact that the title, you can read it. In, and there must be a number of other ways of reading it as well. So, yeah, I mean, there is so much framing in this film, which I didn't see the first time, but I... Um, I heard about on podcasts, and I know that you will go off and listen to them. I will. But one thing that, like, notice whenever, even before it's revealed, whenever there is the park family on one side and one of the uh, a group of their servants on the other, so mm. either the Kim family or the original housekeeper, quite often it is framed with the with the stairwell down to the basement between them. Right, okay. Uh, quite, yeah, mm. yeah. It's... And that stairwell with the basement's really creepy, isn't it? Because it's just in darkness the whole time. Yeah, it's... I found yeah. the scene where the husband who's in the basement like creeps up into the kitchen where the little boy is eating the birthday cake. And yeah. this, is, this is the incident that they talk about quite a lot in mm. inverted commas that's made him... Um, do some strange things. I mean, he's just been a little boy. He's not strange at all. Yeah. Um, but he's he's clearly traumatised by the fact that he's seen a man come up some stairs in yeah. the middle of the night into his kitchen. Which, and I, the eyes, the eyes of the bloke, mm. he's quite, he's quite like, because he's traumatised. He's living in a basement. He's, yes. he's seen no sunlight. Yeah. So he's coming up the stairs and you only see, he's very Gollum-like, actually. He mm. comes up, you see his eyes. and So, of course, you know, if you're a little boy eating birthday cake in your kitchen in the middle of the night, you're going to be absolutely terrified. But I was mm. as well. So it's really quite. It's got a real creepy sense to it sometimes in that in that house. Can we talk about the house? Yes. I want that house. It's a beauty. I mean, I don't want the house now that all this murder and horror has gone on, but <laughs> it is a beautiful house, and I think it really suited the style of the film and that mm. there were lots of places to go. It was almost. When we get into the house, we don't necessarily come out of there very often. Yeah. So you're going into the different rooms of the house. You go into the different crevices of mm. it, and because it's it's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of glass, hasn't it? I yeah. mean, these houses these days do. All they've all got glass front and side. Just in. just peek yeah. behind the curtain. I whenever we're going in for the a big Euro Millions lottery, I find a house that I'm going to buy afterwards on yeah. right right move. Um, the recent and, one in Las Vegas just has glass everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this. It's an indoor-outdoor house where you enter and you enter the house outdoors and part of the house is the outdoors, yeah. Mm, beautiful. Yep, so um, as soon as we get our uh, Euro Millions win, we'll be uh, re- re- 
we'll be moving to Las Vegas. Moving, moving, the, moving the podcast to Las Vegas. And then we'll get, we'll probably get some better podcasting equipment, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful house, beautiful for the cinematography, I thought, because you've got mm. a lot of light coming through with the glass um, and places that are dark and places that are light. You know, it yeah. just, that house itself is a character in the in the film. I know that's very tropey. I hate it when people I know, say that. I know, I know, I know, but I'm going to say it. It's, uh, it's Sex and the I've City. I've said it. I've yes. said it. Yeah, yeah. So how many of Bong Joon-ho films have you seen? Snowpiercer and this one. That's... And obviously I couldn't remember the name of Snowpiercer until we'd finished, until we'd started recording. So yeah, that's it. What else has he done? Uh, so he's done... I've, I've I've not seen I've seen one other one which is Mother which he did two thousand and nine. Is that Mother with an exclamation mark? No, no, not that one. Oh right, okay. No. I was thinking I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, it's it's a long time since I've seen it. I couldn't tell you much about it, but I remember thinking this is a really really good film. Um, so he did the he did the host, which I think was remade into an English version. Or it might be a different film. Um, he did Memories of Murder, which is probably which is a big breakthrough film. Um, and a lot of these have um, Song Kang-ho, who plays the father of the Mr. Kim in this. Oh, I, I, do, I thought he... And I'm probably jumping now from director to acting, but I thought he was the heart of this film yeah I was when I was in the middle of it I was thinking who's the standout performance here who should have got nominated because I don't think any of the cast did I think that might have been something that was quite controversial at the time that the film was lauded so much and yet the cast didn't seem to get the same accolades no I think um I think he won the best actor at the BAFTAs right um, I'm almost certainly did, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Uh, after that, uh, Bong Joon Ho went into English language films. So he did Snowpiercer. Um, he did a called Sea Fog, which I think is actually uh, another Korean film. But then he did uh, Okja. It's a Netflix film that came out a few years ago. It's Tilda Swinton, who I know is in Snowpiercer. Yeah, I think. she is. Yeah. Um, Paul Dano, Stephen Yun, Lily Collins, and then a number of South Korean um, cast as well. Uh-huh. So, but it is predominantly in the English language. Okay. Um, but that was a Netflix exclusive film. Um, I think certainly outside of South Korea. Yeah, um, I really want to... I really need to see Snowpiercer. You do, You've been yeah. telling me I need to see Snowpiercer for a long time. It's a lot more in your face than this. Mm. I think this is much more nuanced. I think this is much more mature. This has got more thought to it, whereas Snowpiercer has very much the same uh, the, the same themes are, are in there. But it's much more in your face and it's much more broad in terms of performances because you've got people like uh, Chris Evans, for example, charging yes. up and down a train. Okay. It, you know, do you know what I mean? I'm not going to say any more than that. I know you're, yeah. you're, you're looking at me like I'm going to tell you more. Yes. But, yes. you know, that's what you're looking at. It's a much more Hollywoodized um, film. <sighs> yeah. I, I was. I want to go back to talk about um, Mr. Kim um, because I think I've got more to say about it. Okay. Um, although I'm trying to think now what I wanted to say. I, I just felt he really embodied 
that embarrassment that you have when somebody tells you that you smell essentially is what this main yeah this you know that that you are different from them because you have a particular scent yes. you have a scent of essentially poverty around you because of not necessarily because you haven't washed that you're not using soap or fabric conditioner like they talk about in the mm. film but you smell a certain way because of the the living experience that you have because of the home that you have because of the area that you live in yeah that it's damp yeah um and it's moldy mm. and the sewage and there's a guy that wheezes outside your window and there's no washing that smell off you mm. and when he overhears mr park talk about the smell that you know sort of lingers Radishes, in the air yeah. like a boiled cloth yeah you could just see on his face that humiliation mm. and i think that's where it really turned for me was thinking wow you know this performance he he's at the beginning he seems a bit all over the place mm. and uh, um, even the kids are sort of like say oh yeah was that the cake shop and when then did were you a driver and then we, and it was like he's made up all these tall tales and yeah. he's never really had a job but then the mum says oh you know you know your dad if if trouble was around the corner he'd run away like a cockroach mm. and so you get the feeling that he isn't the mastermind behind everything the kids are actually a little mm. bit more cleverer than he is but as you progress in the film, you can see that he's always got a plan. He's thinking ahead. The fact that he can pull off being a driver, he's, he knows how to press all the buttons in the car, even though he's never been in a car like that before. Only a little bit previously to when he goes to a showroom, a showroom yeah. to try out. You no, know, but he picks things up really, really quickly. Yeah. And then to be cruising around the corner where Mr. Park's got his cup and he's saying, oh, it's not a test, you know, it's not a test, but he's looking at the liquid in his cup and making sure that it isn't spilling. Yes. I thought that was just a really interesting performance. Mm. And so you can understand the building of the rage that comes towards the end. Oh, there's a lot of acting done with the eyes. Mm. Um, and just that the look of, like you say, um, humiliation and anger, just as he gives his little share a sniff yeah. under the table. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a phenomenal performance. Mm. Uh, I think the ensemble cast in this are brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I talk about the ending? The ending didn't work for me. No, it doesn't work for me. There either. are... I think the film ends about five minutes after it should do. Yeah, I agree. I don't need the... It's the epilogue, isn't it? Yeah. I don't need to know that he that he then... He escaped. He then lived in the house and your man, uh, the English tutor, then yeah. went to university, came back, bought the house and now they all live happily ever after. Well, that's more... Like, a, kind of. That's, I think that's more a fantasy sequence rather than a oh, real thing. Oh, do you thing. think it is? That's I my interpretation right. because he is writing back to him. Yeah. And then we see him sat in the sub semi-basement. Yes, um yeah. Writing that letter. Yeah. Mm. So I took that as a fantasy sequence. And okay. there is a big debate about that. But right. for me, that is... And I don't know how I would end this film. At what point would I end it? Um, well, I thought it had ended when the dad ran out of that... Ran out of the gun, having, having stabbed Mr. Park. Yeah ran out and it fades to black yeah. because then we don't know anything we all 
earlier on, it, it accords with what happens mm. when the mum says earlier on, you know what your dad's like, he's like a cockroach, he's, he'll run out of everything. So I yeah. thought, oh, there he is, running out with blood mm. on his hands, he's running. So that completely links back to that. We don't know whether the young lad is um, dead or not. I presumed he was dead. Yeah. The daughter, I presume she was dead. The mother we know would be alive mm. because we didn't see her get injured. Yeah. I thought Mr. Park would be dead, you know, but it didn't really matter. It was more that it has come to that that ending, yeah. And all you see is Mr. Gim running away and the fade to black. And I thought that would have been a perfect ending. I think you need a bit more. Well, whether you do something during the credits, I'm not sure. What do you mean, like newsreel and yeah, sort maybe of what's so. On the yeah, news just or... a tiny postscript, not mm. a. I sat in the woods and then I what, recovered. And then, yeah, and then there's a good two minutes of just more yeah, code. It, is, and stuff it just like keeps that. going and mm. keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, it, it, it doesn't take a star off for me, it doesn't even take half no, a star no, off for me. No, no, but no. I wish there was a I wish there was a more concise ending, I think it is. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've got to say is, can we get lights that go up the stairs as you walk on there? No, definitely I'm not really after not now. Yeah. I don't want some bloke down in a, a basement we don't have um, knocking the lights on with his head and going, respect! Or maybe you would like that. Respect, Mr. Gregerson. Respect! We've got remote control lights in the landing. I'm going to set them off in the middle of the oh, night. Oh, please don't. Oh, don't. Please don't. <laughs> Freaks me out, honestly. Don't like it at all. <laughs> well, I'm so glad we've watched that. Um, and it really did live up to mm. what I wanted. Because, you know, sometimes you build these things up. You know, I was like, right, I'm not going to listen to anything about it. I'm not going to read anything about it. I've absolutely avoided even like now when it's top five films of the year top 10 films of the year no, mm. nobody does top five films of the year but yeah top 10 films of the year i've totally avoided them i've not read any of them i've not watched them on the tv because i've been like oh i, I know parasite will be in there there's, there's a podcast that i listen to at the moment and i'm going through their back catalog and i haven't listened to their you know top films of 2019 2020 because i know it's going to be there and i just don't want to be spoiled i don't want to have my like headphones in the middle of the night and wake up well i listen to podcasts when i go to sleep so i'd wake up just at the point where they're talking about parasite so i did that before i saw the film and um, all i knew was i I was listening to a podcast. I think it was of the best scenes of the year, or it might have been of the decade or something like that. And when I woke up, they were saying, and the scene where the family are walking down the stairs, and I was like, switch it off. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know there's some upstairs, but that's that's yeah. not enough for me to... No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not enough for me to grasp anything too, mm. so I was quite lucky there, but yeah. It's a real thinker, isn't it? Like, I'll be thinking about this for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it fully deserved all the awards. It yeah, won. absolutely, um, yeah. It's it's the it, For me, it's the best film of last year. Um, I preferred Knives Out, and I think that was my favourite film Knives of the Out year. Knives Out has but... more... <sighs> It has a lighter comedic edge. Yes. This has comedy in it. I think this has a lot more comedy than it than it, you probably expect it to. It, I mean, it, some of the scenes are so balletic. Yeah. You know, they're moving around that house. They're um, they're gathering behind walls. They're hiding under tables. It, you know, there's some amazing physical performances in this film. Um, but yeah, Knives Out has a much lighter tone to it. 
Can I ask a question? Mm. What does balletic mean? It means I've just like, agreed to it, but is it like ballet? Like ballet, yeah. Okay. yeah. They're I'm moving glad. like a ballet dancer. I'm glad I'd said yeah. that. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'm going to go and listen to a load of podcasts about Parasite now. Well, that's your week sorted. It is. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed Parasite as much as I did, given that I've waited this long to we see did. it. We did, we did. Why? Make sure you say we did. Well, yeah, but you've already seen it and you had enjoyed it. But don't forget about me. <laughs> no, I won't. Okay, um, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did today and Mark did originally, but also today. That's that's fair. Is yeah. that better? That's fine. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Before you go, just a reminder that you can subscribe to the Honeymoon Period podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can join in the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Honeymoon Pod. Finally, if you like this episode and you think someone else would too, please share it. See you next time.